Okay, welcome back to Reload Podcast. This is episode 18. Today, uh, joined as usual by Lee Maxwell and Connor McCann. So thanks for joining us. Uh, today, we're just going to do a sort of bits and pieces podcast, do you think? Yeah, we'll have two good guest interviews, yeah. so you can talk about them. So we'll firstly have uh, Robin for Studio 10. He's going to chat a wee bit, and then we're going to have the other half of my business reload. We're going to have Colin Tweed in. We're going to do the usual news, YouTube, and listeners' questions at the end. Um, if you haven't listened to previous episodes, our last episode was Butsy Butler. Very interesting interview with him. Uh, check it out, and as always, rate and review, because it does magic things, apparently. So apparently so, yeah. So I'm told. <laughs> yeah. So we'll kick off first just for ourselves. Anything new guys? Yeah, well the only thing we've been doing is trying to clear the scrap out of our yard still. Um Team Ed. Yeah, we're looking at putting up a shed and on a bit of waste ground that's currently sitting about six cars on it and it's wrecking my head. In fact, when we bought the house we inherited an A four, which after a long story, wasn't to be moved, and it finally went last night. Oh, and I have never I been was as so happy. happy when I saw it getting dragged up what onto that low loader. I was like, uh, "Goodbye, petrol you straight. fucking piece of shit!" No, it, I know a two and a half V six TDI Quattro scrap thing was parked there when it was about nine year old. Had a rebuilt engine on it. The thing was immaculate when it was parked up. There's like TVs and the headrest and everything. And an arsehole family member decided to leave it there and. It just caused a lot of hassle, but yeah, it's gone. Part of the garden furniture. It's unbelievable. It. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Um, Lee, you've uh, interesting one about your granny. We were down at my granny's for a barbecue last weekend, and uh, my sister had told me that she had got a new car, and I was like, "Well, I have to." But normally, my granny would tell you something like that, you because know, and then she would be mad at me if I didn't tell her that I got a new car. Do you know what I mean? All this family politics. So I was like, well, I'll have to see your new car. And she was like, oh, sure, I've had it since February. And I was like, what? But anyway, it's a Fiesta ST line. It's got like carbon mirrors, carbon roof, all the mod cons. Like, it's a proper little boy racer car. My granny's in her 80s. Her granny's like, just about to ask what he is. Yeah. And just drove like Astros and stuff before this. And this, I, I went down, she was having problems with Bluetooth. And I went down to look at it and went, what the hell is this? And it's like, this thing's fully specked out. It's like the padded steering wheel with the, everything's red leather stitched on it, carbon dash, like like proper carbon bits on it. And I'm like, somebody's had this before and done a lot of work to it, and now she's bought it. Wait, did she buy it from a Ford dealer or what? Yeah. I think she bought it from her, so a uh, year old. Like a- Some sales guy rang her and was like, I've got the car for you. And I thought, mm, he's definitely had a laugh here. <laughs> <laughs> she loves it, though. And it is a nice wee car. But you were saying, like, all your apprentices and Mark are like, 18 all drive these wee cars and think they're class and yeah. my granny's rocking around one one liter turbos <laughs> i remember the years years ago before the days of easy finance a lot of the cars that were sold that were high spec gtis whatever cars were usually older people yeah because they had the disposable f- funds and they just wanted the best of everything well like a lot of the times that came in gta form or whatever the likes of lee's grandmother would be very one for like walking in and just going i like that give me the highest spec in it so we could yeah. come out with like a gta golf or an r or you know just they don't Sales care what drink. it is yeah just <laughs> what have you got what's the highest spec i'll take it yeah. he came home with a safira the last time he went to get a new car he had the insignia and he he had had vectors and then he had the insignia and he needed something that they're basically their thing for buying cars is can you fit two sets of golf clubs and two golf trolleys in the boat so obviously in the fiesta you can't but in my granda's cars and stuff you can but then he wanted something a little bit higher up for getting into and out of 
So he went down to Hearst, saw the Sephira, looked at it, said, right, I'll take that one. And they were like, right, well, what colour do you want? What spec? Whatever. My granddad was like, no, no. I want it today. I want that one. <laughs> I want that one. Man doesn't and mess around. It took him about two weeks after he got it home to realise that it had seven seats. <laughs> Which he has obviously absolutely no need for, but he was just like, I need a car. There's a car. There you go. <laughs> That's the way you do it. That's it. No messing around. So basically what you're saying is you're going to see your granny on Easter Sunday up the port. Up in the port. <laughs> on the limiter. Bouting her off the limiter, aye. Getting pulled in by the peelers for t- window tents. I'd love to do that. That'd be great. Imagine getting pulled over, or your policeman, you pull her over. 84 year old down, you go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, we could convince her yet. There's a golf There's a golf course in uh, Portrush. Yes. Drop her off, we could take it out. <laughs> what about you, Nigel? What's new with you? Um, you know the old saying... You're waiting for a bus, doesn't come along, and then three or four come along at the same time. That sort of... It's Northern Ireland, none come along. No, that's true. Um, Yeah, I've been sort of looking... uh, Well, I was originally looking bucket seat bases, cheap for the Mark V track car I'm building. I was very close to pulling the trigger and buying brand new bases, but I just... Yeah, the price of them and all the rest of it was just like, no, no, something will come along. And then... Yeah, so I ended up buying, I think it was four bucket seats this week. Four, four, well, four bucket seats? Yeah, four. Only, only one of them I have is uh, has the bases on it to go straight on the Mark V, but it's very nice. It's a Corbo. So um, what, what did you buy? Uh, three three Cobras. I already have two Cobras at home, so I think I have five Cobras now. But I bought a really nice uh, Clubman Corbo seat. Oh, very nice. You didn't find any drugs heading on it or anything, did you? Well, it hasn't been delivered yet. Oh, okay. It's coming from Dublin. Keep an eye out. Fella down there was selling one good money and he got it from England. I think it was a car that was used for tracks and sort of sprint events. And it's a real nice seat with the bases and all. So, uh, yeah, I have a lot of bucket seats. I'm thinking of opening a dealership now if anybody (laughs) wants to hit me up. You're like Um, me with engines. Yeah. Uh, Just on the topic of Mark V's, there's a fella coming up tomorrow to view the Edition 30. That I've been sort of saying has been sold for the last while. Aye, yeah. Um, Nothing but a bit of a letdown. Yeah, so he has a rather nice tasty Mark IV anniversary, so you never know what'll happen in the next while. No, you could be <laughs> one of those Mark IV kids, the crayon yeah. eaters. The car that I don't like, I do like. I know. I, I hated Mark IVs for years until Lee bought the one off you and I drove it and went, I like this. And then I, now I deal one, I'm like, yeah, I'm a big fan of these. I've just always had something for the anniversaries. I no, just, they're nice cars. I just think they're just a... A great finish. It's been, it's you, been that way for a while. The anniversary model in the car in the Golf series seems to be the one. You know, do you not mean you absolutely hate them? You don't want to buy one, and you're taking a part exchange at an absolute loss, and you're really disappointed about it. So it's worth nothing. To you, is that what you mean? I something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although this is going after he's been up, so it's okay. You yeah. might have the deal done by then. Yeah, we'll see what happens now. Um, I'm sitting looking at edition thirty five there. And I was looking into them. There was only, like, the Mark 6R, I think there was 800 of them in the UK. 6 or 8, yeah, something around that. Edition 35, 350. Yeah, that's that's not a whole lot. But they are, I think they're the poor of the edition, the anniversaries that they've ever produced. To be honest, is the Mark 6 not a bit like the poor man's Mark 5? They kind of dialed back the quality well, on them. I remember when they were being made, and there's a lot of guys that would have bought new GTIs all the time. And basically, the Mark Six was in the first year of production. They basically said 
the Mark Six is basically a Mark Five built on the cheap. Yeah, I remember Stephen Robb going from two Mark Fives to a Mark Six, and he said the same. And your mom? Yeah, my mum had them as company cars, and she had two Mark Fives, and they had all the, you know, automatic headlights, rain sensing wipers, all the toys like. And then she got the same, apparently the same spec GTD or whatever it was in the Mark Six, and it had nothing. Mm-hmm. It was just poverty spec. I think at the time the accountants got the got control of the build of the Mark Six. But then that was in around the time of the mad recession things too. Yeah. So that's yeah, maybe why there's not a whole lot of the the Mark Six R's about as well, or the edition thirty five simply well, because nobody I think had the money. Finances a lot to play on that. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I think I've said it before, but um, I was hearing that Graham Thompson from Agnew Finance mm-hmm. in Belfast. I think it was six or seven hundred Golf R's ever sold in the UK. Okay. The first week of the Mark 7R being released by a finance deal, um, I think Agnews sold the same amount in the first week. In the first week. First week or first month or something because of a deal they were doing. But it's like we've said before, the amount of them that's on the road, I don't even look twice at a Golf R, but if I see it, like it was a nice GTI past us in a roundabout earlier, do you remember, at mm. Lisburn? The Mark 7 up. GTI has far more presence than the oh, Every time I see one, I'm like, oh, there's, more, there's a GTI, but if I see an R, I wouldn't question it. And it's only due to overproduction you yeah get, you, you know you get saturated market yeah like autostat now yeah, it's basically the golf r forum yeah it's really all joke about it yeah here george dalton's cashing in that anyway. oh definitely yeah. i as soon as somebody buys a golf r go Map. to dalton's <laughs> get her mapped <laughs> but there you go that's all my news anyway lovely we'll move on to news then yep right moving on to the news then just last night it was announced by the department of infrastructure that they were going to build a vehicle testing and drivers centre, a massive hub at Hydebank in Belfast. It starts building the end of this year, and then they hope to have it finished the end of 2022. It's something that's long overdue. Yeah, so I think I think basically the Boucher site is that big. They've probably just went, right, we can get X millions for this site and build on our own ground that we own. Outside of the city. It'll pay for itself sort of thing. Yeah. For any non-local listeners, our inspections and MOTs are done like a government building. So in England, you bring it to guards. Here it has to be done at like government test centres. But they're always overloaded. Like trying, there's times you could book it and get it that week. And then there's other times when it's busy. It could take you two, three months. Yeah. And especially at the minute, well, the whole COVID thing, everything's well, shut down. I think they announced this week too that they're returning to some sort of normality. In September. Aye. So they've, should have the ramps back in then? Yeah, well, I think a lot of ramps are in. Very good. Um, but a lot of the staff have been in furlough. I know two of them have been in furlough. And they're only back this week. Happy days. I think there's a lot of training going on. Though. No, it'll be good to see it open up again, because trying to get anything tested at the minute is a nightmare. Yeah. Um, Andy Maxwell, he's he was really push, struggling to get his Audi 83 MT for the driven run. It's not easy at the minute. But just on the actual site itself, it's Hydebank. Now, but it doesn't know Hydebank. It's basically the said the prison juvenile jail of Northern Ireland. So you can go in and get your car car tested, and your wheels still. The inmates can steal your car, eye up your car to steal a later date. So tidy. It's a great job for everybody all around. They go back to the old <laughs> uh, like breaking rocks, get them out to clean the place. This was spotless. Would be great. <laughs> um, also, just happened to spy last night. A friend of ours, Darren, he has a Mark II Golf Limited. Check out how rare them cars are. It's a five-door Mark II Golf 71 or 73 made. 71 made ever. Um, 18 supercharged, 16 valve. And there's one put for sale on a classic trader online. And it's advertised for £89,000. That's a bargain. Uh, not so long ago, they were selling for around 30. 
ish to 40. But it's like everything, everybody just slaps a big price tag on something now and hopes for the best. I don't know if these cars are selling or not, or whether it's yeah, hype I, beasts or whatever you We were talking this last night in the WhatsApp chat. I was saying about I always imagined those cars would have had a buyer waiting, considering there is only, well, originally 71 of them made. You know, that's there's very limited edition, or limited numbers of them. It'd be a very niche purchase for somebody. Yeah. It would be just a complete Volkswagen fanboy that's got a bit of money about him, or an investor. I'm halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> because, at a, like, you're talking not shy of £100,000 to buy a Mark II Golf. Um, a five-door Mark II of that. The safer money would be buy a classic Porsche, if you're an investor, surely. Yeah. Aye. Um, but if they are making that, then the investors go, hold on. They'll jump onto them yeah. again then. So, At the minute, though, with the whole economy, you don't know what anything's going to do, Porsches or what. You know, there's nothing. That, I don't think it'd be too many people buying too much. Buy gold. That's all you need to do at the minute. Buy gold. Gold's on the way out. Is it? Mm hmm. What's, what's, what's going on? Get the tinfoil hat on. Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> Invest in coffee. Alexis's. Um, <laughs> Just seen an article this week also, the UK government have launched an investigation into, I think it's a proper study, or not study, but some sort of thing into automated car systems in the road. It basically, they should authorise automated cars on the UK roads by the end of 2021. Well, funny, we were driving up today, or I was driving Lee's car, and had it on the, like the lock-on, I can't remember the proper name for it, but the Adaptive lock-on. Adaptive cruise control. That's it. And you're just kind of like, all you're doing is steering. And I was like, this is just essentially conditioning you for the time that you'll just be sitting behind the wheel watching what the car's doing, you know, watching for making a mistake. I don't like it. I think it's actually a legislative thing they're trying to, that's what they're talking about. But the statement is basically the UK government has launched a call for evidence to prepare for the introduction of new automated lane keeping system technology, which can entirely control a vehicle at low speeds from early next year. Department of Transport says that the system would enable vehicles to control themselves for extended periods of time without driver intervention and has proposed allowing the use of the system at speeds of up to 70 miles an hour on UK roads. I am totally against this. So that's all UK roads then because that's... The speed limit. Yeah. <laughs> so Skynet goes live at the end of 2021. And then the robots will take over and kill us. Yeah. Oh, well, we had a good run. Okay, sure. Well, can't get any worse than 2020. I was going to say, 2020, it can't get much worse. Bring <laughs> on the robots. I have one more story, if you've got any more. Yeah. Um, Porsche emission scandal. Have anyone seen this throughout the week? Porsche have launched like an basically internal affairs, or the tight squad, as I like to call them. D- does it not sound like... We're going to get investigated. We better come out first. Of course. And say, yeah. It's like, when, oh, some scandalous people within our company have uh, been messing with our software. Exactly. It's <laughs> like when you see someone's like, oh, I'm going to, I've hacked your phone. I'm going to leak your nudes. And someone goes, you know what? I'm just going to leak them anyway before it. I'm not paying you anything. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> so they've essentially, they've reported that there's an internal investigation into illegal hardware and software used in 9-11s and Panameras from 08 to 2013. And they promise that it's not in current vehicles. They're adamant about that. So there's not a whole lot said about it. Not a whole lot has been released about it, other than the fact that it's on petrol engines and not diesels this time, but it's a similar system used. What percentage of shares does Volkswagen have in Porsche? I'm not sure. Was there not a lot of shares bought recently by there Volkswagen? There could be. You think they're trying to up them or tank them? I think there's something else going Some on. Some sort of skullduggery. Yeah, well, mm. apparently they're saying that they're, they're cooperating the... KBA, which is the Federal Motor Transport Authority in Germany, they're cooperating with them fully this end. So I think there's something working on behind the scenes. Someone's going to jail. Don't drop the soap. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, 
our man at the docks in, Matty Donnan, he sent us Shout three pictures. He's always giving us the fresh JDM import That's pictures. It. And thankfully this stuff. time we didn't. We had the ID3s coming through, yeah. which I, we talked about this in episode 10 with Sean Maynard. The US are getting the ID4, we're getting the ID3. I quite like them. I'm not fussed in the front. The back looks quite cool. I think at the minute there's a lot of car design coming out or has been in the last five years and it's been very bland and when something like that does come out like the Honda E I was talking about yes. a couple of podcasts ago it sort of it throws back them in a Cooper yeah the a wee quirky like retro sort of styling yeah. yeah so something does come out and it's not a complete shambles like I know Lee's going to say something but I shared a picture of that uh, Urban Automotive Discovery the new the green one or sorry Defender mm. fully blacked out murdered out and and going, hmm, I could be changed my opinion on these now. So nah, okay. I can't get on board with those. I like the wee concept they released for the, you know, the Volkswagen bus. Oh, yeah, the yeah. I can't remember the kind name of it, cool yeah, looking one. It was all like neon lights and Looked stuff. Looked like a wee toaster on wheels. <laughs> that was kind of cool. But for like a real life car, uh uh-uh. uh. Not for you? No. No, I, I do. I do like the ID3. Um, the front is a bit bland. The back looks kind of like. The Tiguan R, but kind of like the spoiler comes off and comes down the side. A bit like the Corsa B used to be. I like it. So We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. <laughs> I'd be interested to see when some people start modifying them, though. You know, you, you're going to see them on wheels. You're going to see them on air. Someone's going to do it. Someone's going to do a first like. Oh, can't wait to see the backstreet mods. Like, somebody's hooked up a Dyson to the battery or something, you know, <laughs> for extra power. Well, see, you see these guys, like, hooking up the 18-volt drill batteries onto the kids' 3-volt cars, you know. Who, who put a video up recently? Was it was it Chuck from Revival? Yes. Yeah. Kid goes flying down the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> Those are great. So, yeah, someone's going to be at that. Did you see that one of the two guys on the car crawlers with, the like, a mop head on a drill? Yes. Spinning around? Oh, it's great. <laughs> that's like really a, funny. Like a mop head on a drill. Or was in the workshop? Yeah, yeah. just yeah, sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so good. Cool. Uh, what else have you got there? Uh, just my final piece of news was, uh, I think everybody knows about this by now, it was basically a combination of James Dean announcing that he won't be working with uh, Worthouse Drift Team anymore. And at the same time, Worthouse, I think a day or two later, they announced that they would be pulling out of Formula D. If anybody doesn't know, um, Worthouse have been doing Formula D probably three or four years and they've they've basically kicked ass and dominated i forget the stats like but james dean three times uh formula d champion um for a relative new team that came into the series and just dominated i don't think he'd be too long out of a car though to be fair someone's gonna pick him no. up no um Worthouse, if anybody doesn't know Worthouse is a polish um construction stroke roofing company massive company and they were taking logistically their whole teams to formula d events in america just massive costs with what's going on at the moment, the downturn in construction with the recession. Um, Something I think had a decision to had to be made. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with James next. Um, I think it's inevitable be Driftmasters, the EU championships he'll be in, in some shape or form. I'm sure he'll, there'll be a queue of people looking to sponsor him in that. Oh, definitely, yeah. Just he's such a good brand to get behind. That's it, yeah. Um, he's one of their original big-time Irish drivers. Yeah, grassroots guy came up and I went over to the US took them by surprise and absolutely destroyed the place yeah I wouldn't be surprised if Red Bull making an athlete yeah I never actually thought of that they made Shannon a Red Bull that's right yeah so if they can get on board with him I would say the fact he was contracting the Worthouse someone's going to watch another monster Red Bull I think will head him up very good 
And last one for me then is mounting are in a bit of difficulty. Mm-hmm. So do you own a laptop and do you do 80 pound remaps in the backyard park? You want to blow the smoke out of your Mark IV and think, I could invest, I could go further. Well, Ford legendary tuners, mount tuner are for sale. They're one of the very few tuners who Ford will stand over their warranties. So you can get all their, their work done to the car and Ford will still honor their warranty. And back in July... Must com- uh, say to my granny. Yeah, yeah, your granny oh, could hear. Up. Sorted. <laughs> your yeah. granny could buy a mountain. Oh, yeah. to be fair, they probably could. <laughs> where's, your, where's your granny live? Lisburn. Mountain yeah. headquarters in Lisburn, Northern Ireland. Sorted. Must, must set her. She yeah. an investment opportunity. The QRSs and they're out of ring in Lisburn. Um, back in July, company founder and technical director, David Mountain, he stepped down from his position and they're claiming that he's still working on a part-time basis. Something odd's going on because the company secretary is now the director. There's been a bit of shifting about. He stepped away, but their books are still due from 2017, which is never good. And Their books are still due? Yeah. And December 17 was showing a loss of over £107,000. So you can tell like from then to now is going to be more. I think a company like that will get swallowed up by a bigger Yeah, someone's going to buy them up. Um, Ford might even buy them. There was talk of Ford buying them. The only problem is Ford are doing a lot of their trade now more so in the US than the UK for like tuning-wise. Yeah. And but people were saying because they're a UK-based company, but they could buy them up and bring them across. You know, there's nothing to stop them doing that. That's kind of how AMG did with, or Mercedes did with AMG, brought them in-house. It kind of reminds me, you guys might remember this, remember when Cosworth went bust? Mm-hmm. And I think it was back 2005, and you could actually. I remember reading Max Power magazine. It was like you can own Cosworth for one pound. You had it. You could buy the company for a pound. But the problem was that like millions of debt was coming along with it. So no, it was. I think it was Sports Direct or something like that, wasn't it? What did they buy them up? No, Mike Ashley. He bought something for a pound. He probably did. I. BHS or something. Yeah, it's one of those department uh, stores. So there's something. Buy this, but by the way, there's big bags of debt with it <laughs> yeah. as well. There's a lot of baggage with this. Yeah, yeah, all those back car park tuners get her bought up. I think a lot of companies, a lot of car manufacturers are just getting seriously tight at the moment. McLaren, as I said before, are getting it tight. They've withdrawn a lot of stuff. Um, they're talking of selling shares in their Formula One team to try and finance their way out of this problem. They had a big investment in the uh, UCI cycling team. Mm-hmm. They've pulled it. So they're really drawing their horns in. Yeah, anything that's... I know a lot of that will be tax dodges for advertising and things like that too, but there has to be a point where you have to stop spending the money at some point. Yeah, absolutely. That is for the news then? That's news. News, news. So let's move on to our guest this week. And the first of the guests is, as I've said at the start, is Robin from Studio 10. Hello. The co-organizer of our Driven Run, Robin. Mm-hmm. How do you find that? Good, really good day. Yes, thankfully I didn't get lost at the end. Or Not at all. There's um, no evidence of that at all. No, no. So I just want to clear that up. We uh, nearly had more uh, seeing re- air rescue you out looking for you at <laughs> yes, one stage. I, I, I thought I did see something in the air, yeah. But then you smelt Guinness on tap at the yeah. bar and you just yeah. found us it. Follow the scent back home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still yeah. haven't got over that Guinness. It was so Frank, good. Yeah. I think it was first pint, so you just reopened. It was my first pint as well. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Had you like a sledgehammer? But no, it was a great day. Um, the weather was so, fantastic. Yeah, great. Said. And thanks to everyone who came and who donated it. Looking forward to the next one, which we'll yeah. probably touch on. Yeah, I think we're going to do a wee run this afternoon see what way we can yeah. organise it. North Coast run. Um, sorry to those who had messaged about the, the last run, the first run, who didn't get, but we had to keep 
numbers limit it. Yeah. Um, so hopefully you'll get to the next one. I think we're going to have it in the next month or so. Yeah, hopefully end of September, did you think? Yeah, I think that's what, the way we're going to work it. Yeah. And uh, charity-wise, you were mentioning a charity you wanted to do? Yeah, it was a cancer charity for children. Um, I'd like to do one for that. Yep. But yeah, we'll do hopefully do the regular on today of it. Um, yep. North Coast route. Probably slightly longer than the first route we had. Well, we'll see how the day goes yeah. and what, what we're up against. Yeah. What are you doing the recce running? My Mark 5, I think. Yeah, I'll take your Mark 5 today. Yeah, I think we have to after uh, scudded Marty. And the low turn cars. Up, and then turn up in my low car. Yes. And, uh, so we'll have to go and make sure it's static proof. To be fair, the 911's fairly low too. Like, Yeah, it's, the, the, the Gulf's probably more comfortable than the 911 at the minute, to be fair. It's bouncy, is it? Yeah, we bit bouncy. What's up with that? Just needs set up properly, does it? Just needs set up properly, yeah. Very good. Yeah, and what are you running in it, out of curiosity? BC coilovers. Very nice. But I just need to get the 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 dampen set up properly. Preloads and stuff yeah, set up, yeah. yeah, yeah very good. a bit of twigging, so hopefully that'll come. Yeah, you get sorted. You get sorted. Yep. So generally, how's things are you? Business busy? Things are good. Business is good. Uh, busy. Sort of during lockdown, it didn't really quieten very much. A couple of small cancellations, but nothing too major. Uh, so yeah, sort of picked up. Sort of starting November at the moment, so it's good. You had good. some really tasty cars in the last couple of weeks, this particularly week was, the Lotus. Yes, the Lotus the was very nice. One of 60 GT430 Lotus Evora. Uh, the only orange one, apparently, in the world, so I'm told. Hopefully Andy Cooper doesn't correct me on that, but so I'm told. <laughs> um, if you haven't followed Robin before on social media, it's at Studio 10 Detail. Studio underscore 10 underscore Detail. Um, Facebook and Instagram, You can he, he does comprehensive uh, social media coverage of most projects or mm-hmm. most, most jobs. Try to put up most jobs, yeah. Um, he's learned how to use a phone, so... Yeah, that's been a great thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. how to use the phone. Technology has hit that part of the world. <laughs> very, very good, He is yeah. the Jim White of Northern Ireland. <laughs> Hoping to get TV now soon as well. Are you still piggybacking off the... Nope. Uh, got Wi-Fi. The, the neighbour's Wi-Fi now. Got my own Wi-Fi. You're some yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, full balling. <laughs> well, you've actually made quite a few upgrades to the place lately, haven't you? I have, yeah. So we did. We got Wi-Fi in after the, the reload thing. Yeah. Didn't go too well. Uh, got Wi-Fi in. Uh, got new flooring down. Uh, that's something I've been looking into for a while and just couldn't find the right thing. So this was sort of the closest thing I could find. It's sort of like a plasticky rubber rubber tile. It's like the click together stuff, yeah, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So is I'm trying to test tile, it. Is it? No. It's not. No, it was. I actually bought it from. Is it Eco Lock or Eco Tile or something? Right, okay. Uh Really good to do with. But yeah, I wanted to try that. That was the next thing to try. So so far, so good. Just. If somebody was, I know a lot of guys here have maybe wee workshops or garages and they're thinking of putting it down. You don't know off your top of your head what square meter it costs, that would be? Yes, mine was, oh, I know, I said, I would need to look back and see what, what well, square meter you, it was. Yours is a two-car garage. Do mine's you have a, a rough idea? a two-car garage. So mine is, that would be five meters by, no, it's actually, it's basically five meters by five meters that side. Um, and that was £1,100. Yeah. So just to give people a rough idea. Just to give people an idea of what's involved. Yeah. <laughs> it's not something you want to cheap out on because like you could buy something half that price and it doesn't last even yeah. a year and yeah. it tears up or if you dry steer a car on it, it just rips up. Yeah, and I did have a look at the tough tile because it looks really good. It, it does look much better, but it's got the vents in it. So if you're bringing a car in that's wet, the water's just going to run down through and it's going to lie at the bottom and it's going to smell after time and things. So it wasn't ideal. Yeah, I never thought of that. Actually. I always yeah. wondered a bit, 
it catching dirt. You know, yeah. I always wondered how you clean it out. Yeah, I think it would be quite difficult to clean out. But it looks the part. You see all those uh, raffle guys and things now have their showrooms done with it, and it looks fantastic. Yeah, if you're taking something in the spotless to go in and take a photo, yes. it's probably great for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a handover bay for a detailing studio. I think it's ideal. Yeah. But for me, it's doing mechanical work, so there's dirt getting down in. Yeah, if you want to jack it up, it doesn't work. Surface. Yeah, you can't clean it properly afterwards. So this was the next best thing, basically. Very good. So trying that out. And then we're painting the outside of the workshop black as well at the moment. Uh, so that's just basically finished You've this new week. signage going up as well. New signage going up. Um, that'll be it for a while, probably. No, yeah. definitely. It yeah. looks good. It's a nice place to bring yeah, a car to. It looks professional. There. Yeah, it's getting there. The next step's probably concrete the yard again and things like that. But that'll come. Oh, that'll be fun. We're yeah. looking at that too. That's an expensive process. Yeah, Lee learned that the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, I learned when you told me the price was about three times what it actually was. <laughs> I've I knew it was expensive, but I was like, I didn't think it was that much. It and you were like, expensive. no, it's about this. And then actually I added it up and multiplied and I was like, no, it's it's expensive, like, yeah. but it's not that. <laughs> Plus, you know, for me, I need I need the yard every single day almost, you know, and I can't be without it for a week. Yeah. So we're going to have to do it in wee sections or something like that. A foot square at a time, yeah. Yeah, foot square at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Bucket of concrete. <laughs> Um, car wise in the moment then the 911 enjoying it yeah enjoying it uh, as I say I still need to tweak the suspension get it set up properly um, oh, it's fine it's just it, it needs a dampen set up and, and rebound and things like that set up properly I just haven't had a chance to get working on it very much I still would like I still haven't even had it detailed I detailed it for the customer I bought it off about two years ago now I noticed the but day you put a yeah, video up yeah, it's still, still. and it's still performing perfect but I would like to I would like to sort of just give it a wee lift again a machine polish and maybe top it with the the Vinci products this yeah. time and see the difference. See the difference. I definitely find the Vinci a glossier product. Yes, yes, it, it probably would be more glossy. Yeah. yeah, um, so that's the plan. I need to get. I just need to get working on it more. I haven't had a chance to do anything with it other than drive it. Really, I've sort of you're just nearly three thousand miles. On. You're making too much money. That's the problem. <laughs> that's it. You're making nearly fifty pounds a week now. <laughs> so you're going well. That's good. Praise be. <laughs> You'll be off the dole soon. <laughs> soon, soon. We'll not go that far. And um, you're maybe talking about track car soon maybe yeah i think of a mark 5 golf track car you terrible cars of that. terrible yeah. cars yeah that would be good the two of us I yeah so think on the abf mark yes. as well yep that's the plan so possibly um if i can get the right one i don't want to spend too much on it as a track car ah that's what you said about the Passat. yeah that's true and the r32 and the last Porsche, yeah. and probably this Porsche as well. That doesn't bother me. <laughs> do, do you feel if you had a track car that people would be looking at it and see it as a reflection of your business? Yes. Is that the problem? Yes, that's the problem. So yeah. it almost needs to be a concourse track car. That that's that's doesn't work, which, which doesn't really work very well. Uh, how, so the, how long did you get out of the Passat? Well, it'd be Two four laps. laps of Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, and it's fine. The, it's perfect. Yeah, it didn't, it. Like, it didn't like just the heavy cornering. I think or it they need, were like coming, I on. Like coming on. Yeah, <laughs> I just think I need a baffled sump. That is all it needed, but because yeah. it's, it's, it's on the bottom. I know. I know. Yeah, that was a good car. It's one of those things. It's a Passat. It's not a race car. It's not no, going to be set up for never a long corner. Be, or, yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be something a bit different and sort of touring car vibe. That was the idea. I wonder. Time. Right, they're not. Tr- they're longitudinally yeah. mounted. Yeah, the eighteen T and them. Whereas a Golf's transverse. Yes. I wonder is the pickup. The, the, the problem up, in the longitude, no, mm, possibly. But as you say, a baffled sump would have yeah. would have probably cured it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's in the pipeline, and possibly sell the van as well. Just a wee cheeky, if anyone wants the van, yeah. that would be good. Yeah. Don't sell the van. <laughs> I love the van. 
I love it too, but I went to start it yesterday morning. The battery's flat, and I thought, that's a good when, advertisement. Oh, I'll give you five grand for it. When did I last drive this? And I, it was almost seven weeks since it last turned a wheel. I think that's bad. Moves. I started the Mark III the other day. It hadn't moved a wheel in a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and I put a battery on it and started first go. It's supposed to be my daily driver, though. Yeah, that's so, that's it, hard. It doesn't move. Doesn't the only move. thing is, you really need a van for your, your company, though, don't you? Not as much as I once thought. You know, Not as much as you need a 911. Is that what you're thinking? Not as much as you need a 911. Yeah, I could put a tow bar on the 911. What do you need is a track car with a tow bar on it. Yes, that'd be ideal. Then you yeah. borrow my yeah, trailer. Absolutely. <laughs> I would like a trailer too, but there's no point when I just use yours. Ah, yeah, I, just, I don't have to. I'll be around your yard at half past six. Tell all your family that I'll be up collecting the trailer. <laughs> I no problem. I always stop and give your mum a wee wave to let, let her She's over there. rubbing her eyes, going, "Who's that? Who's <laughs> that? I have for this morning." <laughs> the gypsies are back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I don't really want to sell it, but it's not getting used. So it's not, no, it's no. a pity. Yeah. It's a, say that it's a clean van. It's probably one of the cleanest examples of that that it gets is, used. Yeah. You know, it's not a camper or anything. Yeah. It's it should sell. It should sell, but I'll probably have to split it to sell it. That's but, a pity. Yeah. yeah, but I could try to up a big stupid money a few months ago just to see if anybody would bite. But sure, here yeah, yeah, you can put golf limiteds <laughs> up a stupid money. Why not yours? That's it. Transport is the next one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, recently, you. Just talking about the nine eleven, mm-hmm. you went on a road trip. You basically went in over to England. Yeah, nine eleven. Yeah, district so, stuff. So, uh, do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, Mel and I went to the Lake District for three nights. Um, so just started the Lake District and headed down to Caffeine and Machine, which was really good. We stayed there for the night. It was the first time we'd stayed there, but uh, you and I had both been there before. It was awesome. players. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so stayed the night. Great spot. Everyone was really friendly. Staff were great. Um, a nice place to just sit and chill out. Supercars coming in, sports cars coming in all night long. I think we've talked about caffeine machine before. It's uh, it's like an old farmhouse, Drokes stately house yeah. with grounds around it in the middle of, or just south of Birmingham. Stafford upon Avon, I think Stratford it is, isn't it? it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it used to be a restaurant. Like I was speaking to, uh, well, the, the, it's owned by a guy, Phil, and I think it's Darren, his business partner is, and then Phil's father, I think, is a partner in it as well. Because I had got up the next morning early and had a coffee and was reading magazines outside, and uh, he came over and he was chatting away for a couple of hours and telling me sort of how it all became. And it used to be, a, it used to be an, an older restaurant for for maybe twenty years. Um, and they all lived in Dubai at the time, and the son spotted the place. I thought this was perfect for what he wanted to do this this cars and coffee thing. Um, so they he was saying they they sold up the whole lot in Dubai and come over here and set set it up. And he wants to open more. He wants to open more around the world, not just in the UK. He would like to do one. He said in America and one in Australia as well. So living the dream, living the dream. It's a really nice concept. It kind of reminds me of remember Ace Cafe in London, only like a more grown up version where people oh, yes. congregate cars, bikes, you know, anything, some sort of similar interest. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been to Ace Cafe? No, I always wanted to go. It has to be in an industrial estate or somewhere to get away with what they're yeah, they away with. Yeah, they might have to do. Yeah, I, it couldn't be in the just middle turns of the area. Yeah, it just turns into a different burnout session. Yeah, night, back in so. the back spot days, especially it was crazy. Yeah. Mm. Um, over here, something like that working. I think the Diffin Brigade would ruin it for everybody. Yeah, and there's too many people to complain as well. You can't do anything in this country without someone crying yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they have a wee outdoor venue there as well, and they were saying that Lotus had, Lotus had come along. I'm not sure if you've seen it on their social yeah. media. Um, and they would hold meetings I th- I and think things that was in one it. Of the first events was the Lotus one. 
Possibly, yeah. Since yeah. lockdown, I mean. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the, the night we were staying, the following day, we knew we had to leave that morning, but they were showing the Formula One on a big screen outside. They had it all set up. So, um, that they, was know, they know what they're at. Do they know what they're at? Yeah. yeah. And then the, their social media is absolutely fantastic. They, they obviously have somebody that their job is to take photos yeah. and do the social it's media. It's actually the guy, Phil, who apparently does it himself. He's he very, very good at flabby. it. He was in marketing, I think, before on social media. His father was saying that. So as you say, it must be flat out all the time. Because when some an event's on, it's yeah straight away edited. Yeah, all, all the photos have been run through some sort of oh I got there we go. Mike Troop there. Sorry, <laughs> all the photos have obviously been through some sort of filter yeah. grading, um, bit of Photoshop and yeah. done. Yeah, it's but just the, so quick. I think yeah, I think they're flat out all the time. Like I was up that morning at half seven or so on outside, and his father had driven in about eight, and Phil was already up and about, and they weren't open until two o'clock, and he was running about like getting ready for the place. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that's probably a bit of a vocation too. It's, you know, if it's open six days a week or seven, I don't yeah. know how many days, but like you have to be there all the time. Yeah. You have to be, if you're interacting with people and you want people to come back, you have to yeah. be friendly chatting well, that's with what, people. That's what his father was saying as well. It's seven days a week all the time. Yeah. He hasn't had a day off that's in hard, a like, long time. Whether yeah. you love it or not, it's yeah, still difficult. It. Yeah, but they are car guys themselves. The father arrived in a 997, same as mine. Which is uh, obviously the best 911. Everybody has them, I. Yeah, they're common as muck. <laughs> uh, but he was saying as well, then they have a 964 RS as well. And I don't know if you've seen the yellow 993 that Phil would post or that would be posted up on the thing. I think that's Phil's as well. Hmm. So that's they have a nice collection of stuff. Now, I could be wrong in the 993, but they have the 964 RS. Have that angle on Porsches? Anything nice? <laughs> <laughs> no, they just keep good quality stuff. Oh. Yeah. It just comes across. As a proper enthusiast setup, like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't look like a smash and grab money. No, no, yeah. and it seems to attract those like higher end type. You'll get guys and everything there, but it doesn't attract the yeah. usual crowd of but trying I, to come and wreck the place. No, and yeah. that's funny. He was saying they have a camera. Uh, you'll see him holding out or putting up the thing. Don't be a dick. Yeah, and you're leaving and revving and spinning up, and they have a camera set up there. That if if that's the case, if someone takes out and spins the wheels or whatever. That registration gets logged into their system. And you're banned. And then the next time that car comes through, the camera picks it up and flashes a message to Phil's phone to say, this car's back in the yard. And then the staff come out and say, bugger off. Dubshed what? <laughs> That's, a good That's a great <laughs> idea. That'd be some job. Yeah. yeah. That's it. They've thought of everything. There. Yeah, they yeah. have. Just to keep it filler. But they're just right. Why yeah, you know, Why let someone come and destroy it for destroy two or three minutes yeah. of fame? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Because yeah. he has neighbours quite close by and... When they bought the place, um, Alan was saying that they went down to sort of get friendly with them and let them know what was happening and things. Yeah. And then a lot of guys were tearing out of the place, flat and limiter, and, and the neighbours were complaining. And it is a big straight road. like yeah. so. Yeah. You look at yeah. even the Cars and Coffee there and uh, Down Rail Racecourse. It's like a race meeting coming out of it every time. Mm. You know, So you can understand why people do be annoyed about yeah, it. Absolutely. And if that's their full time, you, know, you do want it to control it. But I said it before... It all comes down to this culture at the moment of these YouTubers doing leaving events. Entitlement. You know, yep. and players had the problem last year. Mm-hmm. People leaving the event and That's there's right. media companies that uh, are promoting this yeah. and doing big videos of it, you know. so mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. park themselves at the end of the entrance and just video everything coming out. And then mm-hmm. everybody sees a camera and goes, I'm going to be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure his coffee machine have a big wall painted that says don't be a dick, isn't they it? They do, yeah, yeah. They do. Yeah. I like that. 
What was the other one? Something about individual throttle bodies. I think I took a picture. Ah, of that was a good one. There's some great slogans. They have. The there's some, and there's some great merchandise as well. Yes, I actually then, bought the cap. Yeah. Oh, did you get the uh, cap? The yeah, because no one was allowed in, and they didn't. Uh, uh, well, it's the cap that I wanted was sold out online, but then it came. I think he put an email in, and uh, it'll okay. tell you when it's back yeah. in stock. It was in stock a week later. Yeah, because I said about getting in to get merchandise, so I just ordered it online, and we'll, we'll ship it out. Um, but even in the hotel room, they had pictures up, you know, of Goodwood and, and old F1 pictures and stuff all for sale. So they're not missing anything no. there. Everything everything in the room had a price tag on it. Sure, when we went in for a meal last year when we were going to players, you were just sort of walking around yeah. the restaurant just looking at all the mm-hmm. sort of memorabilia yeah. and stuff they had. Yeah. Like the tables, all the tables <coughs> were racetrack names. That's right, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, instead of table nine, it was just mm-hmm. Bimla table. Like Silverstone table. Looking or, at, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... It's like place. a car guy's wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they start doing weddings. That would be some spot for it, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, so you have three or four days you're out on the road trip? Yeah, so we've done three nights. So we uh, went from Lake District down to Caffeine and Machine, and then we went up to Manchester uh, just to basically do a day shopping. And Manchester, the day before, went into lockdown. So we oh, had naturally. a completely wasted day in Manchester. So we came up really early the next day to do around the Lake District properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so some nice roads and the weather was good and things. So. That's one place I've never been in the Lake District. Oh, it's really beautiful. Really nice. No, the weather's either. nice. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of cyclists in the roads and anything. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck that them. them out. I'm out. Over. Yeah. There was a, <laughs> That's a few near messes. <laughs> <laughs> there was a few swear words about them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. But so good. Yeah. Road trips look to be the or are the the new norm. Is the new it? norm? Yeah. This um, is it. With no car shows and things. It's an expensive. We, we had actually talked you and me about doing the keep it keep it clean, guys. They oh yes, the drive event. Yes, that would have been good. Looked in the boats and boats are just ridiculous at the moment. I was just worrying um, like too much. They're yeah. doing a two day driving event. I've actually seen this morning they've started off and they're doing. I think it's the Route Five Hundred. You know, off the northwest, the Highlands. Ah, okay. I think that's basically the route they're going on. Um, so that's I'm sure that'll be a well organized event for oh, those guys too. Guys, yeah. They've always been known for attention to detail and yeah. everything they do. Yeah. So, um, and the social media for it and that was all yeah. really good. Yeah. No, that would have been a great event. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I will maybe get one of our own. Yeah, see how it goes. See how it goes. But uh, no. Thank you very much for joining us, Robin. Nope, thank you for having me um, again. If you could go back in your box, we'll yes, get you I'll go home. back into my little cage again here now and yep. get some dog food again. Right. Thank you. Um, before you go, head up Studio Ten on Instagram, social media, and Facebook, and all that jazz, and follow all his stunning work. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank Cheerio. You okay, so we're packing the guests in this week. So our second guest today is Mr. Colin Tweed. He's the other half of Reload. So uh, welcome along, Colin. Morning. How are so, you? I'm absolutely fine, thank you. Very polite for being on here. Oh yes, well I'm, I'm putting on my best voice. It's your telephone. <laughs> like yourself, like yourself, Connor. It's your telephone voice, very the, good. The understandable voice. <laughs> so let's get to know you, Colin. How did you get into cars? Well, that's what it was. You give me these questions and I sort of thought, I'm going to have to start writing out some answers now. So uh, think about back whenever I started out. Many, many moons ago. Um, As we're all fond of reminding you. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Um, So probably Max Power, I think. It was quite late. It was probably about fifth year. Max Power in the classrooms and looking at cars. Started motorbikes and then looking at cars. Um, Was was your dad or siblings in the cars at all? No, no, really. Well, my dad might have been way back when I was way. I think he had an uh, XR3i. You know, I had a few Fords and stuff like that, but nothing 
Permog major. Permog yeah, forge. Pretty much farmer, Punchard. you know, farmer. <laughs> Cheap and fast. <laughs> just before you go any further, just you're talking about max bar days in yeah. school. What, what age are you for those listening? I turned uh, big four zero last week. There you go. So that gives some sort of for anyone listening. So I'm taking a call out for a his birthday on Thursday night. So <laughs> get him wheeled out in the wheelchair. <laughs> Day release, you know. We're going to see Gaddis actually. Ah, very. That's right. Yes. That will be good. So you're talking mid secondary yeah. school then? You get into college. Pretty, pretty much the uh, late nineties, early two thousands. All the Mike's parties, um, reading the magazine. So basically, my first car was a. Uh, Water damaged E thirty three one eight I. Not too I, shabby. I like where this is going. This yeah. is the sort of stuff I would buy. Yeah. So well, my dad was uh, dealt in light commercials vans. He was always at the auctions, and he noticed this one. No damage to it. Questioned it. Thought right, that'll do. Good and sturdy. I know Colin is uh, reckless. Reckless. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, something that won't. Uh, won't, won't break first time. So, uh, yeah, he bought, he bought it. And we, what age were you? 18? 17? Eight, yeah, I was 17. So you were on the fleet, was, fi- fleet insurance then? Uh, Traders insurance, Brilliant. yes. Awesome. Oh, amazing. amazing. Um, but that, that was great. Great car. Um, Lord, Antares. Oh, loved it. Absolutely loved it. The but dog's balls. I had age. no money to modify at that point. Um, so drove that. I suppose my next car was the Polo then, the infamous Polo that nobody knows of. Hey, this, this Everybody <laughs> keeps giving me jip about. I consider this, myself this is fairly Connor up brothers. I'll, uh, yeah, we 6N Polo. I've never seen your Polo. I've shown you plenty you. of pictures no, I've before. Seen pictures. I've never seen it in person. <laughs> That's how long ago it's off yeah, the road. It has. It's been off the road for a long, long time. It was your daily at the start, was it? Yeah. Bought us, again, another accident damaged. Well, like accident damage. A Bally Money Man would not be complete without a diesel in well, his fleet. It was a 1.9 straight diesel. I got oh. 60 brake horsepower, I'm sure. Um, brilliant. Maybe 500 miles to a tank, but. Uh, over red. Over red, obviously. <laughs> Drove that for a little while. Did a few modifications. 16s lowered. All period correct stuff at the time. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, D Bides Grill, all the, all the early 2000s stuff. So after that. I uh, found uh, one of our little scrapyards, a uh, 16-valve polo, 6N polo, and it was in very bad shape. It had been rolled twice, I think. Nice. Um, but the engine, perfect. Nice. I thought, right, I'll offer him a bad money for this. So I picked up that for a princely sum of 285 quid. Sweet. I love those engines. Yeah. They're so good. Uh, they rev so well. And he donated the whole shell, so I got the wiring in, the whole thing, and me and my dad swapped it out in about a week. Brilliant. Uh, changed the whole wiring loom, dash, everything. Uh, so we had great fun at doing that. Bit of a bonding moment. Small arguing, words. yeah, arguing, fighting, yeah. Sounds like, yeah, that's about right. So, uh, And what year was this? That was probably... The car was probably a couple of years old, so it was probably around 2000, 2001. Oh, so it was fairly yeah. fresh then, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even to get that engine at that price is, well, was mad. The, the car came uh, with no key. I thought, right, okay, well, I'm going to have to get a key. And fortunately, I found a key. And it was cable tied to the uh, the lever under the seat to move oh, the seat. Very good. I thought, yes, excellent. I wonder what mileage is on this. 1,800 miles. Ooh, that's a fresh car. It was a fresh car. <laughs> for 200 fresh car. Yeah. Unbelievable. So I uh, drove like that for a couple of years and decided well, uh, I'd earned a bit of money, but a part-time job doing security, not that type of security. <laughs> <laughs> More than sitting on your arse in a... 
in a, in a security stuff, hut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, not you're not getting in here, Sham. No, not that definitely not that. I'm, I'm not you're... that sort of guy. No. <laughs> Got a bit of money and decided I wanted to go a bit further. So, in that time, Audi handles, Audi TT fuel cap, and I picked up a Lancia Integrale bonnet. What's that worth now? Oh, I don't want to think. It's been <laughs> chopped and modified and added into the polo. But at the time, I think it was it was trainers scrapyard. It was maybe a hundred quid. Unbelievable. Yeah. But around that time, would you have been going to Volkswagen shows or any shows or what way? I, I think, think I first yes. met you. That's what I was going to say. We we first. I remember you telling me this because I can't remember. Our eyes caught. <laughs> I was caught it, your eyes across the across the showgrounds. Was it a Bangor car park? Was it? Is that what it was? Um, that was probably it was to do with the the performance polos or the what is it now club polo? Club polo, yeah. yeah. So I've been involved with that from day dot. Maybe you have too. Yeah, I was on it quite a lot. Like you had the, I lived on there when I had the polo on the road. You had the wee Coupe GT at that time, or did it, you have the polo? Such a, it's still going, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's such a good resource. Yeah, club I, polo now. It's, it I still was. pay my membership. I haven't logged onto the site in three years, and I still pay the membership of a fiver every yeah. year simply there's, because there's it's guys, such a good resource. There's you know. guys selling uh, chips for GTs for twenty quid. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Yeah. And they worked. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I perfect. Whereas all the chips you could buy off a company and you plug them in, and it's like nothing happened. Yeah. yeah. Nothing extra. You could go on there and go, how do I tune this car? And then just... Do, 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 the knowledge level on that site is incredible. Yeah, so um, I think we met through the polos. Yeah. And... Bit of wheel and dealing. Bit of wheel and dealing, yeah. I've had quite a I bit always of rem- I, uh, My first memories of you were a guy that had... Now, how can we say this? Well, <laughs> no, no, no clothes on? No, a guy that always had... Uh, other rare wheels or knew where to get rare wheels yeah yeah i frequented most of the time in uni on uh, the computers in the library <laughs> looking at german ebay and stuff like that as i say that probably wasn't the done thing back then either was it no. you know you're Early. where now everyone knows to do that back then would have been a bit yeah. of a rarity to get stuff like that um yeah as i say it was internet was relatively new around then so the uh, the polo website or the polo forum was mm-hmm. I'd been involved with it. I think it was Aid maybe from Awesome GTI had set it up uh-huh. as a side forum, and the polo side took off, whereas the rest it didn't was, really? was split out into different cars, and they didn't really take off that well. But um, it was a strange time because I was buying stuff on eBay and again through Blue Cycle, which is now Coolport, I think, is like ah, all yeah. the damaged vehicles and stuff. But I was picking up two or five GTIs for a hundred quid. Um, I've had Citroen BX GTIs for the engine. Two or five GTIs seemed to be my my bag. Um, I had a four or five MI sixteen. A few few tasty things through the times. This is things I can't picture you in, but <laughs> at the same time, knowing where you come from, this is very much that area. It's because they all sat in the shade, they never brought them. <laughs> yes, I, I have the same affliction as Connor, where I never regret selling anything because you don't sell I it. don't sell it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nothing leaves. Yeah, That's nothing, it. nothing Every leaves. Every car a prisoner. Never mind, nothing leaves stock. Nothing leaves. Nothing leaves, full stop. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as I say, I was a magpie. Uh, stuff, Tasty stuff on eBay. Oh, many stories of flying over, picking cars up. I remember flying over one time to, it must have been the south of England, to some of the auction websites to pick up a 205 CTI. That did, it was a GTI convertible. convertible, but just the back window had been cracked. Right. That's why they wrote it off. So flew over. The guy said, yeah, we're, what 
uh, what vehicle's yours? What trailer's yours? And I said, no, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm driving this home. Give <laughs> me the keys. Yeah. I'm going. So he says, well, I don't think so. I had the taxi driver sitting and wait. Um, I told him if I needed to go for petrol, he was Bring taking around. me for petrol. So uh, the guy's got the jump leads out, got it started. And I got the trade place in the window and I drove home. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. And where was that from? Uh, it was South England, somewhere. I can't remember now. So you're talking a good five to eight hours, depending on what boat you were yeah, going to. And it was in November and it was freezing. <laughs> With no back window in the <laughs> convertible. No back window. I nice. remember coming you... through up the M6 over the mountains thinking, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? I'm sure the heater was on full. Oh, it was. You still wake up with nightmares yeah. about it. I can, I, that's that's another one I can remember. Always the troublesome ones. I can remember flying over to Heathrow. Again, I was doing security, so I was on a night shift. Uh, Rota, so I was sleeping during the day. So I got a late flight, flew into Heathrow, picked up an eBay bargain, and drove through the night. But again, arrived, the guy goes, so what are you taking this home on? No, I'm driving it. Okay, uh, well, this has been sitting for a while. So anybody that knows two or five GTIs knows that the back axle oh, yeah. They're seizes fun. on them. So it was like a pogo stick. So you had essentially no suspension in the back no end. No suspension. Pitch. It was, I was driving home. So I was getting the, the first boat from Scotland in the morning. So I arrived at 11 o'clock at night, and I was driving through the night up to Scotland. Brilliant. No problems. Nothing. Nothing at all until the alternator went. Oh, lovely. And the lights started to get dimmer. Oh, no. And everything started to slow down. What time is this at? Oh, it's about two in the morning. Oh, nice. But thankfully, a AA card took in uh, my pocket, so uh, we uh, phoned. A AA guy came out and says, oh, it's just missing a bolt there. I've got one of those in the van. Fixed it straight up on the way. All nice. The, all, <laughs> home, to, home to Scotland and then on home after that. That would have been a tail-happy car with no suspension oh. in the back. It'd been hurry. I think I replaced it with a 309 rear axle got off eBay. And, I try getting a 309 anything now. Well, a 309 GTI axle is a bit wider. And I thought, yeah, I can get the guys to pick this up. Couriers around that time, it was get Parcel Force to pick it up. I thought, I couldn't be any more than 30 kilos. <laughs> oh, it never is. What's the limit? 26? I think it's 25 so and a half. It arrived and the guy goes, that's 60 kilos, you know. How did you get that through? And I said, I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> Fan ignorance. Exactly. But uh, yeah, many stories of picking stuff up in the middle of nowhere and That's the bringing it way. home, trying to flip a profit on it, you know. Well, that happened to me when I bought those um, Renault styles, do you mind? Yeah. Um, I arranged, send it now, because they're whatever their weight limit and their size mm. limit and stuff is. And I said, put them into two boxes and I could get away with two, send it now things. Deliveries. And, uh, but I didn't re- I hadn't really read the advert. I didn't realize there was actually five wheels. <laughs> Instead, I thought it was a set of four, but there was five. So the the fifth one came, like, literally taped onto the outside of one of the boxes. <laughs> just, like, stick that on the side there, it'll be grand. <laughs> Some of the stuff delivery drivers must see for car parks must be like, what is going on here? I don't know. Oh, there's, there's many things come in our yard, boxes and bits taped. Bag yeah. axles taped with black bags, just duct tape it together, you know. That's very, like, how I made my money when I was younger for the four to build cars, like, at 17... Well, from probably 14 upwards, buying motorbikes, painting them, tidying them up, selling them on, making a few hundred quid on it. Yeah. And that's essentially what I was doing at the same time. Yeah. But you couldn't, I don't, do you find now that you, you wouldn't be able to do things like that? No. I think it's a combination of... There's too many, I think regulations come into things too much now and, you know, you and have to There's have too it. many people at it. 
you know, everybody's a whaler dealer yeah. and everybody's like, it's like buy cheap, sell high. And I know what I have. And like, I just can't be bothered with it anymore. Yeah. I think the next thing is trying to work out what, what's going to be worth more yeah. money in years to come. And yeah. Try and keep I asked 200 by them now. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> you have a few things tucked away as well. They're nah, probably picking up. In not, very, not very much now. I have a wee G40, G40 Polo. You've still, you took the front cut out of one for... I did, it? it's uh, still sitting. A G40? Yeah. It was a front right corner. Front right corner, again, another uh, another buy from some of the online auctions, and it was, I uh, picked it up, and it had been damaged, just a wing and a corner of the bonnet. So I got a wing, got a brand new wing, genuine wing, and the cut off you, and nothing a bit damaged in behind. Uh... So that's in the to-do list, I'm afraid, still. So what's the spec on the G40 then? Colour, engine? Oh, it's... Uh, blue? Royal Blue, is it? Yeah, blue, it's Royal Blue, blue I think it's it bad is. and you can't remember. I, th- I think that's no, actually quite a rare colour in the, the name of it. Yeah. Any G40 you see now is red. Ah, uh, yeah. There's black, navy blue or royal blue. Mm-hmm. I forget what other colours. There's not many There's left. White. There's white. And is there any mods done to it or is it stock? No, it was completely standard. Uh, th- 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 that's the thing about G40. For such a rare car, I've seen a few for sale. They're not making mental money. No. Um, yeah. They need to. Hi, <laughs> yeah. Someone will jump on it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put mine on Solarbase for maybe half a million or something. Fix first. first. <laughs> <laughs> Say nothing. But it is. It's quite a low mileage thing. It's only seven or 80,000 miles of it. So. Yeah. Well, let's get down to the bones of it. E30s. Yes. You're an E30 man of heart. rather yes. a nice one there. Yes, I did. Yes. So what was the crack? Well, around, I suppose that was 2003, 2004, my friend had bought a, a 325i Sport. And I thought, yeah, this is good. I like I like being back on E30. I'll have to see if I can get one. But a Sport just wasn't cutting it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went looking for M3. So I put out feelers around all the usual suspects, Munich Legends, you didn't get many M3s over here, really. So no. um, all all the English outlets and had a few offers, and then I saw one on eBay. So at the time, it was quite expensive. It was around six thousand, six and a half thousand, something like <laughs> very, that. Very expensive for an E30 well, M3. Three two five i Sports were making three grand, so that that was <laughs> that was dear for then. So um, put a deposit on it, flew to Luton, picked it up with my mate, and brought it home. And it was a metallic black. Uh, late spec 215 brake with 17 inch BBS RC 090s. At this stage, had you driven an M3 in this trip? No, that was no. the first time. So it wasn't even a test drive. It was, I'm here I, to I take this. <laughs> I have cash in my pocket. I'm taking this. And you how know? did you find it? What was your initial reaction to driving it? Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, it was lower than H&R, so it handled beautifully. Because it's one of those cars, it's kind of like the the pinnacle that everyone looks up towards, but not very many people have had the experience to yeah. owner drive. So yeah, get, it's people talk about it with the Supras too that you build these things up, and then when you do actually drive it, it's a bit of a disappointment. Yeah. So it no, wasn't it definitely for you. wasn't no. Well, as I say, at E thirty in my blood from yeah. driving it for so long beforehand, um, it just feels like you're sitting in a cockpit. That's cl- I like know. the way the dash kind of comes in round you. Curves then, round, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that I drove that for a couple of years. And then I sort of thought, right, I have to restore bits to it. There was a bit of paint in the back bumper, and my mum reversed the car into one of the front wings. <laughs> you have to kill her. I forgive you, that. forgive you, mum. I forgive you. Um, so I actually bought a new wing for it, got it sprayed, took the car off the road, got something else as a daily driver, and the BM never made it back on the road. Oh, I know how that feels. 
but it was all right because it was a appreciating asset. It was an appreciating classic, yeah. So I had no intentions of selling it, and I think it, because it was in our garage, our our shed as my dad's house, people were around the yard, and somebody had seen it and uh, inquired about it and told my dad, and my dad was like, "Well, get rid of it, sell it, sell it, get uh-huh. money for it," you know. I said, "No, no, it's not. I'm not. I'm not interested in selling. I don't want to." Time went on. The guy kept coming back, kept hassling him. My dad says, "Just give him a price." So did you give him the fuck off price. I did. Oh, good man. Yeah, I gave him the fuck off price, and he arrived he did, two weeks later. Off. Two weeks later with the cash. He didn't get the hint on the trailer. <laughs> so um, that was you wiped two, the tears. Two, away. You wiped the tears away with a hundred pound notes. Twenty pound notes. Yeah, <laughs> the Woody Harrelson meme. <laughs> It's the snow angels on the twenty pound notes, yeah. <laughs> meme. Yeah, yeah. So I when when I seen or heard that you had sold it, I was surprised because yeah. I always had talked to you before about it, thinking, yeah, this was going to be a lifetime car. Yeah. I think when I told Andy Totten, his words were, "He's dead to me." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that man! That man showed no interest in it before. Yeah. He's, he's like, sure, he's on a baby. I find him a Mark II GTI. I sent him a link after a link. Never. And he bought an LM two. Disgraceful. He bought a E thirty six M three. Oh, did I? Uh-huh, a very mm-hmm. rare color. That's right, because I, I was surprised to see him. London or something for it, I think. I love an E36. E, E30 or no, E36? No, E30. E30 all the way. E30, aye. You had another E30 as well, didn't you? Yes, I had. Had a slightly different type of engine on it? <sighs> LS. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Northern no. Ireland equivalent of an LS. Straight 6 and M30. Uh, 3.5 litre. Um, it was, as I say, it goes back to me wheeling and dealing. So... Started off, I bought a, a damaged 325i Sport. As you do. From Isle of Man with 50,000 miles on it. And it had been caved in the driver's side. And I had it and I wasn't sure whether I was going to fix it, going to break it, what I was going to do. The mate came up, offered me money for it. Said, right, I'm taking this. Okay. Sold it to him. Used the money and went and bought a 535i Sport. Okay. E34. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, lovely. Lovely car. L- listen to the words that are coming out. Uh, he broke a 535, an E34, 535 Sport. Imagine you had an, uh, an E34. I know. Yeah, trying to get now. stuff I got nice. buy one. Crazy. Now. And it was a manual too. It wasn't, it wasn't an auto. There were guys so screaming at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't break it. I sold it to my mate who bought the 325. Oh, you're passing the yeah, yes, okay, yes, right, yes, okay. yes. Well, he, he had um, he had fixed it up, drove it. This is the the, uh, the 3 Series. And it met an untimely end with a lamppost. Oh, nice. After the, he had fixed it up? In the front, yes. Oh, of course. So, uh, repaired it, drove it, found there was a crack in the block, needed a new engine, bought the 535 off me, changed the engine into a new shell, Okay. and put all the sports stuff on it. So this was this was a car that it's I a had. It's a Frankenstein car. Oh, it's a complete reshell now? I yeah. Didn't, didn't it, it, was a, it was a 316. He had reshelled um, everything from the Isle of Man car into and the M30 engine, so yeah, it was it was a nice a nice car. You, you First gear was unusable because of the different issues. Yeah, it used the 535i Sport gearbox, which is a shortened one, and then the standard uh, limit slipped out of the Sport, so it was like a 3.91 or something. So, so it was just oh, on the wheels. Second gear starting, yeah. It's a, a, around a cone, yeah. yeah. A schlab car. Oh, yeah. it, it really, it really was. Um, Burnouts in fifth gear, but. Uh, I acquired this then with a, a swap, with with a bit of wheel deal. Oh, something I wish I had never sold was a, a Mark One, 
Golf GTI. It wasn't a Swallowtail, it was an early, uh, early 79, GTI. 79 GTI. Full service history, original invoice. It had been on the front of a magazine. Oh, it had a, an A4 folder full of stuff. And I swapped it along with the Carraro for this heap of a Frankenstein car. <laughs> to your mate? To my mate. That's some mate. Yeah. He's laughing there. No, not now, because he bought it back a bit of ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. But, and uh, for those not in the BMW world, what sort of horsepower torque figures are you talking for that engine that you put into the M, it? The M30, the 535, was yeah. only, it's only about... Two, two ten, two twenty, which is still like a lot. But it's the torque in them. It's the torque. It's a straight six. The torque's unbelievable in them. The uh, the Mark One GTI. I can remember picking it up again another eBay bargain. I looked back. I found the original eBay message that I'd sent him. So that was two thousand six. Bear in mind what Mark One GTIs are worth now. Yeah, I bought that for eighteen hundred pounds oh, in two thousand six. <laughs> And I did a search, quick search, to see what they were making. Well, there was a, a Concours edition one for twenty six grand. Aye. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking now. It's all relative. Here, you look at look at twin cams for fifteen hundred quid twenty years ago. You've yeah. st- you've told us the story about the M3 though. With no sympathy for you. No, none at all. <laughs> none. You've enough wheeling dealing done. Yeah, I think I, I probably made all my money wheeling dealing than I have. Actually working. Actually working over the years. Well, that's a lie. The tax man's listening. <laughs> <laughs> So we've been like, my name is. That's a joke. <laughs> You're Robin from Studio Ten, aren't you? <laughs> so 2008, I started a new job, had more money, and more money, more goods, more money, more, more problems. Goods. Yeah, so started a new job, uh, got engaged. Just before I got engaged, bought the wee Abitha Cupra. Yes, TDI, that's what I remember being. TDI, yeah. So I've had that had that for maybe eight or ten years now. And then, still on the road today. Still on the road. It did a. I bought it fifty k, hundred and thirty on it. I think you said it was one hundred and sixty. It's on now. Yeah, I got offered it two years ago, and the quarter panel was hanging out of it and needed a little work, and he's put a load of work into it. And yeah. it's, it's in good shape again. They're so, the one sixty break PD engine, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And as things broke, I replaced them, upgraded them over the years. So hybrid turbo. Yeah. Milpec clutch. You know, at, I remember doing a very fast run from the Cork show. Yeah. Back up North Coast. Uh, it was a 240 brake, so it was grand. Yeah. It was, was he able to fit for it, what you're saying? <laughs> it's a flying machine. I remember it was the three, first. Three hours from Cork, was it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I remember the first run you took out me out on. I just went, wow, this is it, just. It, it was like that Mark II conversion you uh, had. It, it, the, the torque in them is unbelievable. That's I the secret to them is that torque and then yeah. how light they are as well. Yeah. It's like the Fabia VRS. They're just yeah. an animal. I think that's what that was the first run I had in a PD was a the wee uh, Fabio you had Nigel the one thirty that was yeah. mapped and I just went this is class this is what I need. Ah, it's it's near two hundred brake and still gives you forty five fifty yeah. of the gallon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very important, that man from Balmoney. It, it is. definitely is. <laughs> Every pound's a prisoner, especially on Ribena. <laughs> <laughs> Twice the miles per gallon, technically. And particularly important for you around that time when you were dating a girl from Belfast. Yes. So, traveling up and down the road. Well, at, uh, yeah, at that time she had actually she'd moved to Corey and she was studying, so it was it was extra, extra helpful for me that I didn't have to do too many miles. So as life went on, um, yeah, Bitha just wasn't cutting it. As second kid on the way, so uh, decided we need to upgrade into a more family oriented vehicle, which came in the form of a B eight and a half A four. Oh, the white one? The white one. Yeah. yeah. So most people recently might have known me for through it. Um, 
you had it with us that fitted with the martini graphics yes. on it yes I had oh, um, so nice. I had H&R Ultra Lows on it and 20s which 20s. did away with the familiness of it altogether just really <laughs> immediately yeah who but would it, still static a car and ruin it like that's ridiculous oh no yeah, definitely not especially a performance like I a, don't know anyone who would do that at a distant 30 Mark 5 or something yeah, yeah. strange that yeah. um, couldn't watch these old boys so again, third kit on the way. I needed to change it again, so it was it was chopped in for a, a Seattle Alhambra. So that's a culmination of all my uh, years of car dealing. Yeah, caught up with you. Caught, caught up with me. <laughs> so my wife enjoys it now, and I'm I'm in a well, I was in a Mark Four GTI Golf, but now I'm in a Mark Five. Rather nice looking one now. You're getting it the way you want it. Well, it's getting there. Yeah, you've had it a number of years as well, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, I bought it cheap. It was again. It was a rough one, but it wasn't. It wasn't it's well spec though. It's got xenons, leather. Yeah, everything you want. Everything you want. Um, I'll so say it, I'll say it once. I'll say it again. Mark Five GTIs, bang for the bucks, is just yeah. fantastic. I find it's it's a great car. Power's amazing in it, but then it has had a new engine, a new turbo, a new clutch, <laughs> a new flywheel. <laughs> it better be amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, it's it's had everything. So. I remember when I first took a notion for Mark Five. I was talking to you about buying it, yeah. and I was like. I think I really wanted the DSG one, and but you were telling me all the stuff that was done. That I was like, that thing's like a brand new car. Yeah. New shell on it, and you're good to go. Drivetrain's like Meant. new, yeah. So it's just the bodywork that needs sorted, really. The only thing is, at least you know you can drive it. There's no issues. Just get into it and go. Yeah. I'll t- I'll, saying that, yeah, last night, whenever I went to... <laughs> the battery? Went to the shop. No, I went to the shop. Right, fine. Got out, got back in the car. Immobilizer. What's going on? Oh no! I changed. I changed the key to one of the ones you get off Wish or Alibaba or something, and then Mark Seven style one. Oh no! And then mobilizer, the the little uh, the transponder, chip. transponder chip. And I was thinking, oh, don't tell me this has dropped out of the key. If this has no. dropped out of the key, I'm never going to find this. No, nope. it's tiny. It's, it's like five mil long, and yeah. I thought right. I thought it has to be in the key, so I started fiddling with the key. Got it started. That was me. Straight home. Yeah, swap back the key. <laughs> no, no mess throw in the boat. Throw that wish key in the bin. Oh, no mess in the boat. China's finest. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, pretty much takes me up to where I'm at with cars and stuff today. Yeah. Um, With cars and that is shows. So, you've been to, especially years ago, um, you've been to a lot of shows. So, yeah. I think VAG show was a big deal for you back in the day. And yeah, I think we, we, we've been to shows over many years. I remember, yeah. I think my first big show was for Moy or Limerick I Limerick I flippy I forgot yeah. Limerick was the bigger the, the OG show yeah, down I think it was Limerick we went to yeah there was a big crowd of us went down from the, the G, GTI yeah. and I, yep massive um, crowd used to be massive convoys of cars go but yeah we've stayed in the corporate court yeah that was how we first <laughs> well, no, really that was Cork that was Cork Limerick was stayed in this that's right Limerick was stayed in this old, uh, oh your doll had the B&B Around the corner from the GAA and, ground. And it had a big uh, window where you had your breakfast in the morning. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I remember, yeah. She used to come out and, how do I say this? this Underwear wasn't her strong point. <laughs> <laughs> she used to come, was used it to come up with her nighty and all, so she didn't. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember that. Is that why it's kept going back, is it? <laughs> kept going back because it was cheap. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Limerick was good. Uh, what What's some of your favourite shows you've gone to over the years now yeah we've been to many haven't we um, so but I didn't go to the one which was probably your biggest was Wothersea yeah Wothersea yeah, yeah we got, got to Wothersea in a wait it wasn't uh, just the, the old cars you no, went to? It, was, it was as you talked about earlier Darren Lennox's uh, 
Mark II G60 Limited. If you're going to go to Worthersea, that's yeah, pretty much the car to go in. It definitely is. So <laughs> Lee and I went on a McGann Scenic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was an experience, all right. But that that was you went for two full weeks. It was like yeah, three days there, was, three days back. It was. We travelled down England, uh, went through France, Belgium, Germany. Stopped in Stuttgart, went to the Porsche Museum, which was rather fantastic. At that time, it wasn't the the larger museum they have now. It was a smaller one. Um, I'll have to get you some pictures of that, Connor. Yeah. We had, we were at the newer one when we were at it now, yeah. but it, yeah. it, you know, there was a smaller the original one. The smaller one was like, it was like a shop that had been taken over. Oh, really? But it, but it was like walking into a wet dream. You had a, there was a, a pearl white uh, 959. Like I, I must have. I'm not sure if it was a concept, but it it was like brand new. Uh-huh. Um, three five six. Had a lot of racing cars. Had engines set up, but it it felt like you were squeezing past stuff to get to them. You know, it was so yeah. small. Like a like a wee sort of family owned museum type yeah, thing. Yeah. What got us was we remember Lee walking around the back of the new one. Yeah. And like lying out the back, there was three. GT3 RS shells, just bare shells that have been painted. Just, <laughs> and it looked like they were lying out the back doing nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's somebody would kill for one of those. No, it was it was a real experience. We didn't do any other museums, as I say. We were tight for time, so we were we headed straight on down to Austria then and got there in the evening. It's not like it is now where you go two weeks before the actual show, so we caught the last day of the actual show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, they put it on some stage. It's, it's, Audi is... And Volkswagen's put on an amazing show. It's stupid. It, I always feel weird saying like you, you can't describe it until you see it. Yeah. But it is one of those things. It's like it's like being at a car show for a week. Yeah. And taking over a town, multiplied by a town. It's, it's just it's madness. Yeah. Like and the involvement that you have with the manufacturers in it. That's yeah. what blew me away with it. I think the year we went, they had the R8 V12 TDI was being well, was like a demo was card a, or kind of demo, thing, or a bit like the uh, the Golf. What was the white arch one? Oh, the W12. W- yeah. Oh, they had a sport quattro doing climbs up like a, a fake mountain. Like a, <laughs> and course. back down. Oh, it was unreal. Some of the stuff they had. We, with the year we went, there wasn't anything too exciting. I don't think there was any massive releases coming out around that time, but they had the, was it a Mark VI convertible? convertible yeah. was the new thing. So there were a couple of those, which were really, there was a really beautiful, like cherry red one. It was lovely. Yeah. And then Sayat had the big. They had, I think, they had the biggest stage. It was huge. Do you remember? And they had all the cheerleaders and stuff. On I don't it? remember the cheerleaders dancing at all. No. I'm sure you don't. No, know. I don't. Um, <laughs> the BTCC cars in your memory. <laughs> yeah. And Skoda had that big. You know, like the what do you, do you call see that? The flying suits. The guys it's like, like skydiving, but over a big fan. Oh yes. Yeah, and yeah. he was just like floating up and down. It was I brilliant. Like we, we are Vertigo have that in Belfast. Yeah. 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 So they were surrounded by like all the Skoda rally cars, and this guy's like flying up and down between them. It's, it's just, <laughs> it's just an experience. It's so it strange. Really, yeah. And then do you remember the bit out on the jetty? Yeah, with the It was the like all the VIP it. stuff and all. It was it's mad. Yeah. And then, you know, half a mile up the town, there's just boys in a back car park For revving their ones. cars. Yeah. But oh, there's some amazing totally stuff, but there's level, also like. some absolute trash. That's what I tried to explain to people was it's not yeah. like Wagon Works videos where you go and yeah. everything is immaculate. There is some amount of shit at it. But even the stuff that you wouldn't... You'd be like, what the hell is that? Everything's mm. high quality, I found. Mm. Like there was stuff there... Was it the Airburst TT? Yeah, had, had like like paper money lacquered like lacquered over into the things, and there was a leather trim day three. I was think it? I've talked about that's the one I always remember. Was that but totally <laughs> covered in leather the but, whole car? But it was I remember seeing one that that year was there was one with leather 
covered wing mirrors and we were like what, what? That's, it must have been the same guys oh, saved up and got the rest of them <laughs> got a fetish issue that fella <laughs> but I had a mask and the boot <laughs> but yeah like a lot of the stuff that you see that wouldn't be your taste is so well done like a, there's mm. a lot of money on it but there's a lot of questionable stuff out of it like yeah. Then the world would be a boring place if everybody done the same thing, I suppose. Yeah, this definitely absolutely. isn't a boring place, tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just camp at it? No, we had we got a like a villa, I think, last minute. They Don't stayed, they stayed in Big Yellow Hotel. Don't camp. There was a campsite not so far Do away not from camp. ours, like a field. And yeah. the first morning there was nothing. Next morning, because we were getting so close to the show, uh, the music started and it didn't stop. Do you remember seeing on like on BBC and ITV back in the day with the the Kosovo War? That's what the campsite's like. You're just you're a scud missile away from that. It is. Oh no! It was carnage. It was awful. Lee and I grew up. We in hated it. Bikers camping, like proper bike rallies all across England, and I, I, I remember we. I've we never left. seen anything like we, it. We left a day early simply because I said we're going to get killed, and it's like it was mental. It was absolutely horrendous. Serious? I, maybe it was just our campsite, but it was a fucking it was a bomb scare. Like. It was awful. No. No, camping's not my not my bag. I'm afraid. No. Too posh for that. Yeah. I'm too old I'm, for I'm camping. Too old. My bike. My bike doesn't deal well with sleeping on the ground. Sleeping on the ground. <laughs> Past that stuff. Yeah. No, but the the trip over there, there was an amazing scenery. That's what I was saying earlier. The uh, we had trips up through the mountains, uh, into like everlasting snow. They talk about six foot snow. And it's it's just like a summer's day down below, but you're travelling so far up. It's just constant snow constant and cold snow. all the yeah. time. Yeah. That's my kind of weather. And the scenery, like the mountains and the tunnels. Tunnels were very good now. That's what we found. With You're going up through, I assume it's up through the Alps at that point, mm, if you're driving down from be. Germany. And, and like the toll roads that we were on, the tolls were expensive. Yeah. You know, we were but hitting, the roads were incredible. Oh, the roads oh, were yeah. The like, scenery is unbelievable. I can remember one time that we were sat in traffic for maybe 15 minutes. Apart from that, it was flowing all the time. Yeah. I think the only traffic we really hit, there was an accident, you remember, where something went off the road. Yeah. And it backed up for about half an hour or so, and then clear, gone. Yeah. I think things are just metal now, but from last year, sort of. Oh. It's just traffic jams everywhere. And then it's gone like a lot of shows where it's, it, it's a Volkswagen show, and there was Audis and Porsches out over the years. Now it's just, everything's turned up to it now. Yeah, and everybody wants their 15 minutes of fame doing a burnout. or like Yeah, like there's... I can see the cops are very heavy-handed on it. They really are. But at the same time, you can understand when there's, what, tens of thousands of people descending on a town for two, three weeks at a time. They're going to have to do something about it. It'll be a, it'll be a judgment call between the millions that it brings to the economy versus not. You yeah. Know. But then you have to understand as well, though, that those people live there. You know, that's you kind of factor that in. Like, there was people there that essentially leave for two weeks and yeah, rent their house rent out. Their house, yeah. yeah. Just like the north, uh, Northwest for, you know... The motorbikes? The open, golf open, the motorbikes, whatever. Yeah, I would leave too, to be fair. If it wasn't my <laughs> thing. Like, a, you can imagine a, a two weeks of knitting in your town. <laughs> <laughs> These rowdy knitters coming in. So, it's like it never stops. <laughs> Where does he blew your mind then? Yeah. I think it's haven't been back. Don't over in the no, memories. I, do you know what? I think it's it's like that. Yeah, it's, it's I've seen the pictures and the videos and the clips, and I think it's going to be it's a problem of its own success. It's got too popular now. Yeah, but it's yeah, a, it's a pilgrimage now for a lot of people. It, is, it always yeah. has been, I suppose. But yeah, but I think it was. I was looking back and through my pictures, and I found a. It was when Satnav wasn't built into your car, so we went <laughs> we went along yeah. with a an Audi TT Mark One Quattro Sport, uh, Gary's. Yeah, red, red one, one yeah. yeah, and a big horsepower. But he had a sat nav on the dash, and I think he had 
clocked two and a half thousand miles, something like that, door to door. Yeah, it's a red I run across, like. Yeah. It sort of reminds me of the show we went to in 2013, Poland, VAG event. Been to it, done it, and I think if I went back again, it would never be as good again. Yeah, I'd ruin it. Sometimes I wonder about that with uh, VW Days for us. Because yeah. we had such a good time at it, and you sort of think well, if you go back, would it be as good? Apparently it's ruined now by the English coming over, and the roundabouts, and the burnouts. And it's too easy for the English, because they can take a Euro tunnel across, straight off the car. I think it's maybe two hours down to the show, yeah. and it's just a wrecking session in BMs. She's yeah, BMW it used, boys. It used to be hard and, hard and difficult and expensive to get there, to yeah. keep the people away. Well, maybe that's why you only get really nice Northern Irish people going to those places, because we have like <laughs> a lot of boats and a lot of water to get anywhere. <laughs> I think with a lot of those... If we were ever to go back to Weather Sea or VW Days or any, probably any of those big European shows, I wouldn't bring the car. Or you'd fly over for I'd it? I'd fly and... in hire a car. I just wouldn't want the worry and the, do you know what I mean? Of I would be worried of bringing my car to Weather Sea. Yeah, I certainly would. Yeah. I would have no problem. I have actually <laughs> talked us over with Robin, actually, um, of driving to VW Days because of the route you can go. You can go down to Ross Lair. Yeah. And across into North France. North of France. And then it's a three hour drive. Yeah. The only so, problem with that is that boat only goes once a week. No, so, no, no. During the summer, it's... It's more, is it? No, it's once a day. And oh, that's a, that's a problem. I thought when we looked at it, it was once a week. It was like every Wednesday Maybe or it's a certain port. There's Maybe two ports I, it goes into, you I see? could be wrong on that then. The only reason I know that is uh, friends, they caravan a lot. Uh-huh. And they know the fares and the yeah, routes and stuff. it's not a big issue I think for it's us an 18-hour crossing. Oh, that would be really? nice. Oh, God. <laughs> Lee's yeah, worst nightmare. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a full day plus more. I'm, Eight hours to Liverpool is quite enough for me. Lee's going to work that week. <laughs> I'll swim. I'll see you there. I'll be there first. Collect me a charge the goal the way past. I'll be sitting at Cherbourg having a glass of wine while you when your boat pulls in. Oh, it's terrible. 18 hours on a boat would be horrendous. So on the topic of shows then, you've been involved with Dubshed now probably. Yeah. Seven or eight years. Seven, nine, yeah. Coming on that, yeah. I think you asked me on board about 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as we've discussed, I'm... You've regretted it ever since. I have an uh, <laughs> integral part now, I think. Yeah, I tried to get it up a few years ago, but... Uh, you get sucked I back I in. sucked back in, yeah. It kind of gets under your skin and you just... It's part of you then. You feel a commitment to it. Yeah. So I suppose... Reload after that, we uh, I suppose it was 2016. Whenever we asked Ethan at E38, Eth- yeah, we asked Ethan at 8380 to uh, design us uh, design for our t shirts for Dubshed and got chatting to him uh, basically about his other designs and if he had any thoughts or any uh, objections to us selling them in the UK because import tax is just. Always just makes it not worth it if you're always drawing up the wall. Um, and also, it means we also have control over the quality of the garments and stuff yeah. as well. So, we discussed it further and emails and ended up reproducing his designs and being the official stockist in the UK and Europe. Um, and then we launched Reload and Dubshed at Dubshed in 2017 with a couple of t shirt designs and yeah. poster prints. And it's spiraled since then, really. We've, we've expanded our range bars, uh, other merchandise, and some of our own designs as well. We're going to have a sale shortly, aren't we? We're going to have a sort of... Yeah, we'll have to discuss that, yeah. Yeah, we're really prepared for this as usual. Always. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a sale because we're going to have a new range of stuff probably in the next say, month or two. I say a 1% discount, now it just says 20% discount, so <laughs> we'll have to meet somewhere in the middle. You can tell who's the money man on this. <laughs> Ball of money. Oh, it's in the name. 
But uh, yeah, I some good good stuff uh, lined up. So we have. So hopefully we'll get some uh, designs out in the future. And I hope anybody that's listening takes from this here that this isn't just guys setting up a, a sort of car accessories clothing company just off the bat to try, try and make money. Yes, we're we're trying to make money, but we are true car guys. We're enthusiasts yeah. and. Yeah, it's, it's it's not a lifestyle brand to us, really. You know, there's plenty of other guys out there just selling their brand, but you know, we we enjoy the cars. We we like uh, Ethan's designs. Yeah, we like, wear the t-shirts. You know, we're yeah. that's that's what we always say. We wanted to set out to design t-shirts and produce something that you want to wear. Yeah, you would wear yourself. There's no point making something that you don't want to wear. Yeah, no, there's, and there's nothing as bad as that if you do see other people. You know. I sell this, but I don't wear any of it, or I sell this gear and don't use any of it. It yeah. just looks so bad, yeah. yeah. Plus, as you said, in the car background, the two years have, like, in the early days of the podcast, Nigel, you covered your car history. Yeah. And regular listeners know what you're like with cars, and then, obviously, today mm. we've heard what your car history calling like, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's dodgy, yeah. It's Daffy Dodgy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was important to get you in to sort of let yeah. people know what the other half of Reload was. You yeah, know? the silent half, the, the quiet half, the, the one that nobody really sees. I'm usually the one on the stand whenever at the shows, whenever Nigel's... You're like, uh, you ever remember Home Improvements, Tim, Tim Allen? Yes. Neighbor? I, <laughs> behind the fence. Well, Wilson. <laughs> Wilson, oh, that's it. So, yeah. So. yeah, I'm usually the one on the stand. I say, you're doing the, the meeting and greeting and... Uh, I usually tucked blowing, away behind somewhere. Blowing us top at Dubshed. Well... <laughs> Yeah, so thanks very much for coming in, Colin. No problem, thank you. And, uh, do you want to stick around for questions here? Yeah, go ahead. Maybe places to be. No, no, go ahead. Right, cool. Okay, um, first question comes from Anakem Automotive. I can answer this for everybody already. <laughs> if you weren't VW heads, would you be Vauxhall or Ford lovers? I'm Vauxhall, Nigel's Ford, Connor's Vauxhall. Not sure about Colin. BMW. <laughs> Doesn't come it's into quite it obvious, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would definitely be a Vauxhall one for me. Were you United? Ford, my dad. Yeah. Early years were Ford. And yeah. Have a soft spot for Fords. Easy peasy. Normal one there. <laughs> Next one from Marty Mim. Let's talk about an ideal world that players will happen in Essex on the 13th of September. Those guys. Yeah. I, I can't, can't remember if Marty told me he had the boat booked or not, or if they were going to, but I know they're mad looking for it to happen. I'm not sure what the way they're Even if it. it was, I wouldn't be going, would you? Mm, don't know. If you asked me a month ago, I would say, no way. If you ask me now, I'd go down the thing. Realistically, no, because I can't afford to go at the moment. Yeah, I'd like to go and do something. They're, they're talking about doing the players' airfield show, aren't they? Isn't that what they're talking about? I'm not sure. Cause I haven't. Essex, so that's not the... Oh, yes, that's... yeah the North Wales. That's normal players, is it? It is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not classics when we were at it. The, ah, right. Yeah. Um, Fitted have mentioned about events in October. Right, because mm-hmm. they're getting a new venue done as well. And they were talking about a 3,000 car event. Ooh, yeah, that'll be that fun. Work? No mm. idea. Mm. Good luck to them. <laughs> um, S14 OCP, what's in your perfect garage slash shed, tools, equipment, cars, etc.? I think that's actually a topic we could cover. Maybe Lee and I is going to put up a decent sized garage at some point in the next few months anyway be a good topic to cover at some point yeah yeah we'll um, come back to you seven on that definitely <laughs> though one thing for me a lot of people don't have a compressor get a compressor in the amount of air tools you can buy cheap so handy i think one of the main things i would be a decent toolkit and ramp oh yeah yeah that's coming too <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, next question from at Connor McCann. Why is Lee so smelly? <laughs> it's a strange one, isn't it, Paul? I was just testing that out to see that work it did. I, uh... <laughs> Why is Lee so smelly? She smells wonderful, Connor. Oh, I didn't say it was good she, or bad. She it's just a strong too much. smell. It's not. <laughs> um, K Gunner, 22. What's the worst unfinished project you have ever bought? Can I answer this for everybody? Yes. Uh, Connor, Polo, Colin, Polo, mm. Lee, Nova. Yeah, I didn't technically buy it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and me, edition one, this. I got 40, 12, 12 years ago. Bought it for my thirtieth, and now forty two. Yeah, forty two. I'm forty two. We were debating this earlier. What age? You just stroke again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too much monster stroke. <laughs> yeah, the the polo was the polo wasn't well. I was going to say it wasn't a project, but it was. It was cut springs and painted steels, and yeah, it was very much a project. But what about the cavalry? Although well, saying that, I do have a Mark One Golf with no chassis legs in it. It's a bare shell. Could that go on the list? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Projects, eh? Fun. Oh yeah. Next one from Chris MCC two one two. Ask Nigel, has he seen the Mighty Bread Van lately? I have not seen it. I've heard rumours of it. This went to the scrapyard in the sky. Is that Chris's red one or the green one? No, the the Capri green. Capri red van, he said. GT. Oh, it was must have been a a coupe. How was red? Was it Capri green? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great wee car. I dealied it for about a year. Fantastic car. Um, I I heard rumours it went to the scrap. Unfortunately. That's sad. Um, next one from Night Shift Industries. He asks, with the majority of shows cancelled this year, are you feeling more or less motivated with your builds? Less. Yeah, less, unfortunately. Mm. I was actually making fairly good progress on the Mark Three, And then when this cards thing kicked off, I've lost, well, I haven't lost the will to work with the Mark Three. I've just lost the ability because all my time sucked up with trying to prep for this happening sort of thing. And then... We're going to lose the power into the current workshop for the digger to come in because it's overhead cables where he's going to be. So my builds are dead for the, the rest of the year. You need a deadline though. That's your problem. <laughs> no, I don't because I never <laughs> meet them. I know, but that's <laughs> we've learned. But that's when you do all your work and your best work is when you have a tight Flat deadline. Out. Yeah. If yeah, you, you know, if you were thinking Either. about shows next year, you'd be like, I'll leave that for a while. <laughs> yeah. Three I days think, before. I think targets and... Even a whiteboard up and the list of jobs and tick them off and go through like that edition one friend Andrew he's gonna help me out with it and he basically says we need to get a day out or a day over and just go through Planet. make a list yeah and work from there. Um, Ross is their night shift industry. He's building a Mark One Caddy at the moment. Have you seen that? He's putting a twenty valve turbo. He's just broke a Mark Four. Oh, the the red Mark Four that he took the engine out. Of yeah, it's going to a Mark One Caddy. That'll be quite cool. It's just back from paint as well. Um. One of the listeners, uh, Kirsten from yes. uh, the Mornsdale, Kilkeel direction. She's actually breaking a Corrado and it has an 18T engine and aluminum, all that sort of carry on. She bought bits off him. She's not breaking it though. Um, that's a guy from Ballyclare, I want to say. Right. It's a white Corrado yeah. with a 20 valve turbo and the conversion loom and stuff. Anybody has a Corrado out there, pick it up handy money. <laughs> Um, Ronan underscore H21 says ah lads I'm camping and I'm pissed and I can't come up with good questions <laughs> that's pretty standard like every week yeah <laughs> what do you think Ronan drinks Guinness uh, I should know I would get caught in the beard get caught in the beard I'm saying it was whiskey man mm-hmm. I would say either whiskey or I'd say it's whiskey and he's 
you know, singing Republican songs at the campfire. <laughs> Putching. Putching. Yeah. Oh, no, bad nights there. Yeah. Um, I don't. I should know what Ronan drinks because I've drank with him, but I can't think what it is. It shows how much I drank that night. <laughs> uh, question from FF Metalworks. He says, do you try to park next to the same car brand? I try to park as far away from any other cars so don't get dance of a car. Yeah, I'm yeah, the same. The same. <laughs> Even in the Bora, I try and keep away from everything. Hotel car parks and stuff. I'm like the far end of the car park. Child, Usually next to parking. the guys That's, in like... I always have a car seat in the car just to park in the child spot. <laughs> Alhambra wins. Yes, Alhambra wins. <laughs> Try and park next to a big van with sliding door. Yeah. That's what Alhambra, I normally do. sliding doors. Or brilliant, yeah. Brilliant. Or Stephen if... Stephen Hawkins wheel out. If all else fails... <laughs> if all else fails, try and park next to a nice car. Because yeah. then at least there's possibly less chance that they're going to ding you. Yeah, that's. I, I know you actually book your hotels for work, depend on the car park as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, can't go there. Car park's too small. Or it's not going to work out, I'm afraid. <laughs> and another one from FF Metalworks. Uh, most memorable car of your childhood? I think we talked about this before in the early podcast. Mine was probably one of my dad's vans. Because it was one of the things I learned to drive in properly when I was about five. We used to go shooting in the south. I used to park like maybe two fields away, so it was about maybe a mile or so. And he just gave me the keys. I'm like, go and get the van. And he was like, don't take it out of second gear. So I was standing. There was no column change, a Zuzu van. So I used to stand with my ass against the seat because I couldn't sit on the seat and just like change away. And I remember, I think I said at the time as well, I can still remember how that van smells because it was a builder's van as well. So it was kind of like like cement dust and things like that. Cement dust and farts. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I remember one day, I was always told to drive along the ruts, know the stubble where it had been ploughed. And I, n- I never understood why, but I was told to do it and I did it. And then this one day, I says, no, I'm going to try this here. And no, 20 mile an hour across that in a van. Was just I thought it was going to go through the ceiling. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> um, I think for me, it would be the Mark II Escort RS2000 my dad had. Ah, yes. It was, uh, yeah, a lot of formative years in the back of that, getting through about... Dr- out of junction sideways. Teaching how to drive properly. <laughs> I think mine probably goes back to Peugeot's. My dad sold a lot of Peugeot 405s in his time. Yeah, my 16s? No, oh. no. Straight D's or D, oh, D no. turbos or something along those lines. And uh, I was given the dubious job being a young child of going through the stereo and working out the code. Oh, of course. Going through every combination. You're young, you'll do I this. Was, yeah, yeah. I was an expert <laughs> on it. We got it after the second go, you just... That's great. Keep her lit. Safe Keep cracker. Colin will do it. Probably Novas, as I've discussed at length before. That's or right, yeah. All the old um, like LDV pickups and landovers and stuff that my dad used to drive in the forestry. We'd go cracking them too. <laughs> yeah, your dad could drive those their limits. <laughs> and last one from FF Metalworks. What's a car you like, but nobody else likes? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm going to say a Cavalier Saloon. Vauxhall Cavalier Saloon. I have a, such a soft spot for those. I don't know if you could say there's a car you like nobody else likes because everybody's different, I suppose. But are they right, though? Yeah. yeah. Rel Avangard. Oh, no. The hell is that? Oh, Isn't yeah. The Avangard is like a two-seater oh, thing. Yeah. Flip out I remember seeing one. We bought a Scenic, brand new, from the showroom. One of only cars we've ever bought. And uh, they had one of those in at the same time. I was dumbfounded by it. it was amazing the the action of the door opening because it's such a long door yeah it's like a scissor action so it, it folds back on itself a lot of the french stuff that they, 
especially back then, they were pushing the design on things, and yeah. it, it might not have worked for very long, but it worked. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, it was at uh, Kilbrony show last year. There was the uh, I forget the model name of it, the old seventy Citroen with the glass roof and all. Is that an XM? Oh, be earlier than that, would it be? Uh, not one but talking to that guy, like, I'm just doing a bit of research on it. See, Citroen in the seventies, oh, they yeah. were mm-hmm. well ahead, well of, ahead of the competition back yeah. then. Just the Digital styling, over designs, you know, just pushing the boundaries on it. Yeah. What about you? I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I'm sure I'll come up with something. You do because like you some and weird I disagree shit. on stuff quite often. It's a DS. A D- yeah, the DS. DS. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Lee. <laughs> yeah, Lee and I argue about Stroke's kicking in again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll come back to that one, perhaps, next time. What about you? Did you say one? Uh, Cavalier Saloon. Oh, yeah, you did. Sorry. It's yeah, the filter I like <laughs> <laughs> um, And Last question from Emmett. OL93. Uh, any idea on an ideal price on an R32 Mark V or Mark IV for a project? Desperately want one. Well, I, good choice on the Mark IV, bad choice on the Mark V. Our resident expert, Connor. <laughs> I would say you're going to be, you've missed the boat on a project, Mark IV R32. They're starting to climb. There was a black one recently on Facebook. It was a, what sort of money was that? It was cheap. Well, I thought it was cheap. I think it was around five or six grand. Well, that's not cheap. I've seen that one too. Yeah. You're talking to a man here, but like to be buying one here for two grand myself. Well, originally from Ballymoney. <laughs> I have that blood on me. But seven years ago, a friend of mine bought a three door um, R32 for four. Aye. Yeah, they're, they're definitely on the way back up again. And I would much prefer one over a, a Mark V, I would say. The only, the only thing I'd watch out with. Uh, Mark Fives is I think it's the later the last of them had a higher tax category I yeah. think it is isn't it? Uh, and Emmett's in the south so they're either way they're going to get whipped anyway <laughs> it like doesn't it doesn't matter, matter what it's yeah. he'd be looking for an older one as possible he's going to be looking at something that's going to be about two grand the tax yeah. if it's a project then salvage maybe I don't know but yeah it's, I would look in England the you're more likely is, to pick up something like that the problem is especially on Mark 4 32 when it goes to salvage then parting out becomes a factor so that'll push the price of it even a salvage one up exactly yeah because they're harder to get now if they were common on the road you know you're more likely like a you're more likely to get like a mark 7r as a, a hit project yeah there's that many of them out there nobody wants to be a hit one where older stuff now if they're starting to climb you'll start to look people looking at you know rougher ones to do up r32 you find yeah. if somebody has a mark 4 r32 and it gets damaged they'll buy it back yeah, they're not, they're not want to just to scrap it. But look at the, even the engine, the conversions, yeah. the the money in uh, an R thirty two. Two grand for an R thirty two proper Mark IV. Like. Yeah, I sold one four years ago when I broke the green. You know the ah, bits yes. and pieces one. I think I sold it for a thousand pounds. Aye, I was sad about that, <laughs> and I probably would have thought it was dear then, but no. Hindsight's wonderful, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> I guess some of the <laughs> stuff you sold over the years it just makes you cry. It does. That's it wild. Does. That do us for today then? I think so. Let's wrap this up. So, uh, yes, thanks again to our two guests, Robin from Studio 10 and Colin from Reload. So that'll end us for today. And as usual, you can find us on all our usual social medias on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find Connor on... At Connor McCann. And Lee. At MaxwellHouse46. And myself, I'm at VDubBoy. Thanks very much for listening and we'll see you again next time. Cheers, folks. Cheers, bye. Okay, so as...
<laughs> that's what the ST sounds like. It sounds like the love child of Boris Johnson on a twin cam. 